0: Hello and welcome to the SFM Podcast I'm John Cole and this time we're again talking to David Low For much of the time today, David will be speaking as chair of the shareholder group, the Celtic Trust The main item in the agenda is season ticket refunds And although David is speaking directly to the concerns of Celtic fans The issue of how the clubs treat the fans is a wider one And in fact, the way that fans are treated has direct consequences for the well-being and continued existence for many of those clubs I spoke to David over the phone suitably socially distanced about this and about other recent reconstruction efforts. David, thanks again for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about some of the financial implications that have arisen in Scottish football as a result of the COVID-19 crisis. But you're speaking today mainly, I think, as the chairman of the Celtic Trust, which is a a fans and shareholders organisation, basically people who own shares in Celtic, and uh, an organisation which is, I think, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, dedicated to trying to get as much fan ownership of the club as possible.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, The Celtic Trust, John, has been around for uh, 20-odd years. I became the chairman more or less at the beginning of the year. And uh, my mandate and the mandate of the other trustees is to uh, increase the Celtic Trust shareholding in the club and for fans to gain a greater interest in the club. Uh, the Celtic Trust is a, an industrial and provident society. Uh, it's non-profit making. Uh, there is no ownership profile. And as I said, the principal objectives to increase... Uh, ownership uh, of, of the trust, or the trust ownership of Celtic through uh, buying more shares, and that's achieved through having greater membership and greater cash flow. So the, the idea was that uh, we were going to relaunch uh, the trust around uh, about now, but we've been overtaken by the coronavirus, and we have shelved all that. We've spent the time instead revamping the website. Uh, in preparation for a more formal launch when conditions are more favourable. But our numbers have gone up because there has been sort of word of mouth and the website's up and running and you can join. And indeed, anybody listening uh, would be delighted if you uh, accessed uh, the website uh, CelticTrust.net and you'll find out a little bit more about what the trust, Trust does and what it aspires to do.
0: Well, I think the challenges that face fan organisations uh, like yours uh, is something that uh, that would be of great interest, I think, on a wider basis, not just obviously with Celtic because there are lots of fans organisations out there who have similar aims. Uh, but basically, at the moment, uh, the, the challenges facing the fans is probably... Not nearly uh, as serious as the challenges uh, facing the clubs. I mean, obviously, uh, we could talk later, hopefully, about the uh, the SPFL decision uh, not to go ahead with uh, the reorganisation. And we've had two or three months of gnashing and wailing and various cries going on in, in the football world. But at the moment, how this has affected the clubs financially has manifested itself in how they have been sorting out refunds to season book holders. Uh, If I could take you through, I mean, I know you probably want to talk about the Celtic situation, but Hearts have just come out and said, listen, we can't afford a refund. What they have said is that they would give a 10% discount to people next year guaranteeing them 18 home matches although I don't know how they're quite going to do that given the, what the situation is we might not see football in front of fans until uh, into next year Hibs are offering a refund uh, but asking people not to apply for it and those who don't apply for it are going to get access to wee perks like uh, getting to meet the players and training days and uh, things like that Aberdeen similar to Hibs uh, without the perks they're just asking uh, people to apply uh, but they're also uh, asking people not to apply if they can. Afford afford it. Uh, Rangers are doing pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think they had initially offered a £25 voucher scheme uh, but that has since been superseded I understand by a a refund if people apply for it but they are again asking people not to apply saying that the the money will be reinvested in the club uh, and those who don't apply will still get the £25 voucher. Celtic you can correct me if I'm wrong because obviously this will be something that's that's closer to to your sphere of interest in, in this regard they're offering refunds but they have also kind of hinted that not applying would be good for the club yeah well that's a statement what's the question well well the, well the question <laughs> no. is the question is actually I probably I, I lost the will to going through that but I suppose the question is it's It is difficult for the clubs at the moment, but it seems to be, and this is, I suppose, what I would like you to comment on, it seems to be that the clubs are looking for the fans to pay for the COVID-19 crisis.
1: Uh, Well, fans usually end up paying for everything. But one thing to make clear, or to agree with, is what you said at the outset, and that is we're all in this together. Fans, players, management, owners, Everybody has a vested interest in the Scottish football ecosystem and everybody has to sort of contribute to its continued existence through making some sort of sacrifice. It is a crisis of the type not seen in most people's lifetimes. And unless we all step up in our own way, there is a grave danger that the club that like you support, you know, could go bust, could disappear. Whatever name you want to use for uh, an unfortunate uh, development. So it is a crisis. Uh, you mentioned what several other clubs are doing. Obviously, what I'm interested in is is, is what Celtic are doing, uh, and because I'm representing the Celtic Trust in in that respect. So. Let's be clear. You know what Celtic have offered is fantastic. Uh, at the end of the day, a uh, refund is due uh, to season ticket holders, and Celtic have offered that refund, uh, uh, and that's really all they, they could do, and it, it's the right thing to do. But I have to say, the way that they've handled it, it's been appalling. Uh, it's, it's really set uh, an unfortunate. Uh, tone uh, among supporters and and in saying that I'm not necessarily articulating my own view, I'm articulating the view that the Celtic Trust and other supporters organisation are receiving from their members there is a Celtic have contributed to the situation whereby an increasing number of fans think Celtic have gone out of the way to make it as difficult as possible for fans to get access to that refund, should indeed they want it. What
0: makes them think so that? Basically,
1: well, well, well <laughs> what makes them think that is that in this day and age of electronic communications, in order to uh, apply for a refund, if you want to apply for a refund, because there'll be many fans that don't, as their own personal contributions to uh, seeing Celtic through this crisis, that for those that want to apply for the licence, you have to, first of all, download uh, a form. And in order to download that form, you have to have access to a printer. You then have to complete that form and go and find yourself an envelope, then go and find yourself a stamp, then go and find yourself a post box, all during a lockdown period of coronavirus. It's like <laughs> almost deliberately made it as difficult as possible to apply for uh, a refund. And that is the perception that uh, is percolating and persisting amongst uh, Celtic fans. Because what I've said is factually correct. Uh, So if, if there is another reason, if there is another reason for offering this refund in the manner that Celtic have done, again, they have been appallingly bad in articulating that rationale. So in that information void, the 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 situation that I've just explained is the is responsible for the view that a, a large number of fans have. So it's, it's not very good. So if you summarise what I've just said, they are absolutely fantastic that Celtic fans are getting the the offer of a refund. Absolutely awful the way that they've gone about it. Particularly as all they basically had to do is be is. Say, Make available on the website and, and another other media uh, the, the application form. Populate the application form, submit it, uh, and get a, a, either a, a refund sent to your bank account or a credit against a season ticket you have to buy by the 30th of June. If that was not possible, Celtic should have explained why it's not possible. What they've done is leave an information vacuum and let fans speculate as to why on earth it's been handled this way. So, I've been asked to articulate the the feelings of fans and that I have just done.
0: I suppose in Celtics defense that obviously clubs don't want and this is this isn't just Celtic All of these clubs are asking people not to take the refunds if they if they can afford it because obviously they want to minimize the cost of issuing those refunds and and I don't think you can blame them for that. I think the trouble is that the the perception, certainly from people who have contacted us, incidentally, but not just about Celtic, but but the. Uh, the perception is that the clubs are putting barriers in the way of people getting the refunds. You're talking about, you know, the printers, about not allowing uh, people to uh, apply online for a refund in the same way that they apply online for a season ticket. And and then this business of giving people checks, presumably in the hope that, that what they'll do is, rather than take the, the check to the bank, that they'll put it in a wee frame and put it up in a wall somewhere. Uh, but, but you can understand why the club's are doing that Is is it not perhaps Just a failure of PR To have been a wee bit Too transparent About what, what their end game was
1: Well is a cliche And that cliche is It's not what you do It's the way that you do it Yeah And uh, I think uh, It's entirely correct to say That Clubs Do not Or would prefer their fans, their supporters, not to take the refund for the reasons that we all know about. In in the current economic environment, uh, you want to basically give out as little cash as possible to help uh, get your club through this financial crisis. That is entirely understandable and there's not a fan in Christendom that doesn't get that. But it's not what you do, it's the way that you do it. And it looks a little bit disingenuous, uh, the way that it's been done. And if it's been done the way it's been done for bona fide legitimate reasons, those reasons should have been articulated. And uh, if there was a reason for not making it el- entirely electronic, particularly during a lockdown period when you're not supposed to leave your house, that should have been articulated more clearly. So it's not what they've done, it's the way that they've done it. Getting the refunds brilliant.
0: The way that it's processed is rotten. The thing is that uh, also, and, and again, trying to be fair to the clubs, they they, they do desperately need the money, and uh, if there is an exposure that it's been estimated that the exposure is maybe around about ten to twelve million pounds uh, throughout the whole of the of the Scottish game, then how are they? How how else can the clubs possibly make up that kind of money? Well, they can't.
1: Uh, I mean, this is about the fourth time in in, in this interview I've used the word crisis. It is a financial crisis. And the last thing you want to be doing when you're short of money is giving away money. But some clubs have a legal, some have a moral, some have both obligations, you know, to make the offer of these refunds. But you you want to be preserving cash. You you don't want to be uh, giving away cash uh, when you you have no money coming in. So it, it, it is a catch-22 situation. But the point I'm making, or the point that's been articulated to the Celtic Trust is, is you've got to explain why you're doing things and, and explain the manner in which you're doing things. Because when you don't explain it uh, uh, in, a, in a clear manner, you, you just leave an information vacuum uh, for, uh, and, a, and a situation for speculation. So I'm just repeating myself. It's, these are the views that we're getting and that's the views that I've articulated to you.
0: Have the Celtic Trust put, uh, brought any pressure to bear on the club to try to get them to either explain their stance or to amend it? Uh,
1: yeah, just at the very outset, uh, the Celtic Trust met with Celtic and explained that we would like uh, the refund to be offered in the manner that I've I've mentioned, and that is an electronic submission uh, request and an electronic payment process should the fan require or need to get that refund. But hey, Celtic run the club, Celtic Trust doesn't, fans don't. And they've they've made the decision and that decision has to be respected. A decision to offer a refund is, is, is very good in all the circumstances. So nobody's quibbling about that. It's just the manner which has been done. But I, I, I just can't keep repeating myself, John. That is the situation. Yeah. I don't no, know why it's I, done I, this I, way. So we, did ask, but we did ask. You asked the question. We did ask yeah. it to be done in an electronic manner. And and indeed, uh, I, I think the Celtic, well, it is the Celtic Trust's intention to ask for a meeting, another meeting with Celtic on this matter,
0: uh, and is the a date for the meeting be set yet? No, no, I, 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 I'm not sure. I've not heard anything yet. Okay, well, well, let, let's try and look at it for, for, from a, a slightly different angle. I mean, what, what Celtic and other clubs are trying to do uh, is to get the to season ticket cash. holders. That's yes, they, I, I, they don't again, want people yeah. to take the money
1: out. They want to preserve cash yeah. to try and pay their way. When they get no money coming in from gate receipts, it's right? They don't science. want.
0: They don't want. They don't want the season book holders to 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 take cash out of the club, right? Understandable. Now you represent shareholders, but what about shareholders? Shouldn't they be asking people, for instance, who have a, have a dividends for shares to to waive the dividends, keep money in the club in that way?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, we're all in this together. Shareholders, uh, directors, fans. Uh, customers even, if you want to be be financial about it, have all got to do a little, little bit. So certainly in, in this environment, uh, I don't think uh, it's sensible to be taking money out of the club via via dividends. Uh, but it, it, the certainly ordinary shares don't pay a dividend. There are, uh, what are they called, a convertible, Convertible preference shares in, in existence, these were issued in 1994 and pay a fixed dividend every year of 3.6 pence, And I think that amounts to roughly half a million pounds a year that goes out, out, out of the club in dividends. A small number of recipients elect to receive their dividend in extra shares. So that's cash neutral. But I think the bulk, uh, through apathy or, or because they want the dividend, just uh, receive it. So uh, perhaps it would be a good idea. In fact, maybe the, the, the trust should look at this or promote this idea that uh, there should be a, a dividend waiver program or a deed of, a deed of waiver, of, I, think, I think it's called, whereby shareholders can complete this form and forego their dividend. Uh, And if everybody did that, you know, that would be a contribution to uh, uh, preserving cash going forward. Uh, uh, And as I said, the total amount of dividend involves uh, about £500,000 a year. Funnily enough, the dividend is is due, uh, I think it's in August. So it's a good time to be looking at that as, as a possibility.
0: Finally, on, on this particular uh, aspect of, of things, the, the the way that clubs have dealt with this will obviously have an, an impact on their season ticket sales because, you know, like people who are maybe feeling disaffected and feeling as if they're being taken for granted might be reluctant to uh, to, to buy season tickets. Do, do you think that, that clubs have taken that into account when they've been presenting these these plans to the public?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a very uncertain time because we do not have a date as to when the season is going to start. We do not have a date as to when spectators will be allowed into grounds to watch uh, games. And clubs are having to sell season tickets into that uh, information vacuum, i.e. they're they're wanting money, uh, but they don't know when they'll be able to offer fans a... A product. So that, that that that's a hard sell, but I don't think there's anything furtive or clandestine about it because everybody knows about it. Everybody that's considering buying a season ticket for any club or anybody that's already bought one knows why they're buying it and what the situation is. I don't think anybody's buying a season ticket thinking you know they're going to be going to all the games. So uh, again, that, that, that's a, if you support your club, you know that, that's a great thing to do. That's, that's your contribution to the cause, so to speak, uh, in a very uncertain financial environment and, and, and in a crisis. So that's why you would do it, really, not, not for any sensible, emotional reasons like, like when you're buying any, anything else. But the other thing you're going to factor in is there, there'll be a lot of people having a horrendous time. Uh, in, the, in, in this crisis there'll be lots of people having been made unemployed there'll be lots of people uh, who may not be able to afford a season ticket and who have no choice uh, in respect of taking the, the refund and not renewing their, their, their season ticket so these are legitimate uh, reasons for taking money out of the club if you're putting your family first for example because you, you don't have a job and you need the money and you can't afford a season ticket so there's, there'll be people in that category, fans in that category, whose whose position they, uh, ha, has to be respected. So all in all, what does it mean? It's just a very uncertain time for all businesses, never mind football clubs.
0: Uh, are you are you still of the, the the opinion that there will be casualties in terms of clubs in 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 Scotland?
1: Well, logically, yes,
0: because. Uh,
1: Football clubs, are, there's lots of stats. I won't, I won't go into it, but the Scottish game is more reliant than just about any other uh, decently sized league in Europe on uh, match day income attendances, And the Scottish Premier League right, right right up there. Uh, and Celtic and Rangers, I think Rangers are top, Celtic are third in terms of the percentage of revenue dependent on ma- match day income. So it's a very uh, se- se- serious situation. And There has to be income coming into the game uh, as soon as possible. It's even more frustrating for clubs because it's it's not within their hands. The SPFL and the SFA are very unused to being told what to do. They usually think they're a law unto themselves. But for the first time in living memory or since the Second World War, they're being told what to do by the Scottish and and British governments. So no football club anywhere can put put, put their... uh, put a date on when normal uh, normality will return if indeed it does so I've always said if you've got money and access to money you can see this through uh, our club Celtic uh, is in a very strong financial position as a uh, a very wealthy cornerstone uh, investor shareholder in, in the shape of Germit Desmond uh, it's more than capable of uh, riding out this financial storm. But to go back to the we're all in this together principle, Celtic it it need a league to play in. There's no point being the strongest club in Christendom if you don't have anybody to, to uh, play. So you must take a socialist, if you like, attitude to uh, participation in a, uh, in a league. And, uh, you know, the, the burden has to be shared. So Celtic are OK, and and then if you want to analyse the different balance sheets of different clubs, you can come to uh, different conclusions. I don't, I don't think it's my role in, in, in today to talk about uh, other clubs' balance sheets, but there will be some. This is an awfully long answer to, to your question. There will be some clubs, unquestionably, who are in severe financial straits, and there can be no guarantee that those who start a season will be able to finish it. This is one of the reasons why reconstruction is so difficult. There might actually be enforced reconstruction. Who knows? Nobody knows. I, it's a, I think it's a waste, a relative waste of time to talk about reconstruction when you, you don't know whether the clubs that in the reconstructed leagues will be able to finish the league because you don't know how long the virus is going to last. You don't know how long closed doors is going to last. There are just too many uncertainties. So I'm in danger of speaking personally and out with the mandate I have, so I will leave it at that.
0: Well, well, well let's let, let, let try and move across then to a, the, a, a wider area. I mean, you just touched on reconstruction there, but the... There's absolutely no question uh, that, uh, that, that three clubs, Strindraar, Partick Thistle and Hearts, have been the, the losers, if you like, in sporting terms anyway, in terms of where they play uh, as a consequence of the, of the COVID-19 epidemic. Do, do you not think that perhaps, if more equitably, that, uh, that people would have gone out of their way to make sure that they weren't uh, adversely affected? Well,
1: again, I suppose I'm speaking personally now, Um, uh, again, to use another cliche, given the situation we find ourselves in, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. It does not matter what solution you come up with for dealing with the coronavirus, there will be casualties. That's quite an important uh, situation to acknowledge uh, and understand. Nobody will be happy. When you analyse who's unhappy, it's the clubs that are prejudiced. There has been an awful, by the outcome, there has been an awful lot of foe, and it is faux and false, concern for other clubs. Lots of platitudes. At the end of the day, it's every man for himself in competitive football, particularly when the money is at a premium and lack of money can can threaten your solvency. So let's also be clear about that. So the clubs that are pushing for the the, uh, reorganisation of the casualties of of the the solution that a majority of clubs voted on a couple of months ago, and I I think the the, the club that I would feel most sorry for is Partick Thistle. I mean, they were more than capable of a really good manager They uh, were only one point behind or had a game in hand and were more than capable of uh, retrieving the situation. Uh, so you, you, got to, you can't not have sympathy for the situation that Park will find themselves in. But the other clubs, you know, Hearts were the worst team in the league. I don't really follow Strenouard, uh, so I, I can't say. All I know is they were bottom and if you stick to the one-size-fits-all one, one, one size fits all, uh, solution not being available, these just happen to be the casualties. So it's very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, beyond that, I can't say much more.
0: In terms of the, the vote, because it was quite an overwhelming vote that, that rejected Reconstruction, do you think that the vote was was mainly about the self preservation of other clubs and it was about the the reluctance to share out uh, or, or to or, or to spread out the available money across a, a wider yeah it's, it's
1: every man for himself in this environment you know everybody's looking for a lifeboat uh but it's every man for himself nobody's there's very little money in scottish football the s p f l is the as the third highest turnover in the Scottish game after Celtic and Rangers, but it doesn't have any money, uh,
0: and there's not too But you mean clubs. The, you, you you mean the actual organisation has has a has a bigger turnover than all clubs except Celtic and Rangers? Yeah, yeah, but it distributes its money.
1: You know, it's a collection. Yeah. A, it's a collection. The SFA, the SPFL, is a collection agency basically. It collects yeah. and it organises. Um, Sponsorships It uh, it organises revenues then It distributes revenues And takes a a cut for itself But the Scottish game Is not rich in funds It's every man for himself If money is in short supply uh, Do you want to have an extra two Or an extra four four mouths in the trough Uh, uh, The answer answer is no And the the, the votes reflect that Mm -hmm. If there's no money in the game you know, the, the hoary subject of are there too many uh, clubs uh, in, in the top uh, structure? And for my money, there the, the are. So I, I don't see any uh, realistic prospect of, of there being a, an organised uh, reorganisation. For the, the reasons that I mentioned earlier, there's no guarantee that clubs that start the season will finish the season. Yeah. So there, there's another reason for for, for not having a, a a reconstruction. There may well be a forced reconstruction. Uh, if the Clubs fall fall by the yeah. They might fall by the way, ways. We say there are too many uncertainties to put down fixed structures. And then the, the idea of bringing more more, more clubs into what's already too many club uh, league setup is it, it, is just silly. It shouldn't be entertained. Well, in my well those are
0: the yeah well, well those are the financial reasons why perhaps uh, what what happened last week happened but what about the the fairness aspect for instance hearts are talking about legal action and uh, and if they do take legal action um, no doubt they'll point to the fact that the scottish league is the is the only one which has penalized any club as a consequence of the early end to the season the only uh, league in, in europe that is so is is it not possible that the the fairness aspect of it would be something that the 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 courts would look favourably from a Hearts perspective perspective on, as opposed to how the clubs themselves have looked at it from a purely financial angle?
1: Well, it's it's the law that matters not, not 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 the fairness and the two are not the same. I, I I'm pretty sure that uh, if Hearts took a, went to court that, that uh, the judge would say if you don't like the decision, take it up with the members. This is not a matter for the court. In uh, fact of the matter is, this is what the members, the owners of the SPFL decided. And if you don't like it, uh, change the rules. <laughs> and guess what? That's what they've tried to do. Oh, so well, they have, I, I, yeah. I think uh, um, the court action is very, very unlikely to succeed and is more more likely than not just a waste of money. Unless you can find a pro bono lawyer to push the push the stone up the hill. Well,
0: well, for sure, they have been speaking to a QC over the past couple of weeks and they've had plenty of time to prepare whatever action or, uh, or whatever the, the focal point of their legal attack is going to be. So we await with interest to see what, what's happened there. But David, thanks very much for bringing us up to speed on some some of the things that have been happening and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Thank you. Speak to you later.
0: Well thanks very much again to David for his time today Actually a, a bit of a rush job this week But one thing I have uh, taken out of all this over the past couple of months Is that there's absolutely no certainty There is no way that anybody can pin anyone down With some set of parameters whereby everything can be judged And um, and perhaps uh, some fan power putting pressure on clubs uh, To try and explain themselves and to try and be fair uh, to the fans Perhaps they fear to each other as well. Might be a a step in the right direction. Anyway, as I said, a bit of a rubbish job this week, Uh, but we will be back next week with the latest shenanigans in Scottish football. I've been John Cole. This is SFM. Stay safe.